This is riveting. Find more at riveting.fm. I'm Morgan. I'm a publicist. And I'm Linda, and I'm a writer and editor. This is... Drink! Drink! Drunk! A grammar show! It's a drinking problem! Thanks for listening, everyone. You're the best. Welcome back. Welcome for the first time. Or the 50th time. Or the 63rd. Mm, uh, not jinx. jinx. Except I didn't even say it. Yeah, but the think, the thoughts were there. The thinks were there. The thinks were there. I thinked it, so I drinked it. It's a think jinx. <laughs> a thinks jinx. <laughs> we're here today to talk about thinks jinx. <laughs> This when you think the same thing as somebody. Ah, so good. Okay, anyway. Happens to twins and me and Morgan. <laughs> we are twins. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, we are going to talk about lady problems again. God, so many. Um, actually, a couple of these are lady-focused. And oh, you don't say. Linda's going to give us a little grammar lesson, too. Was there a comma before that, too? I don't know. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Foreshadowing. That's what I'm doing. Clever. Stay tuned. <laughs> and you, too, will learn what to do. Okie dokie. All right. Well, I'm actually going to let you kick this off because oh. your smart little brain caught this. I am a smart little brain. <laughs> so... This comes from a really sad story. Um, you probably heard about the doctor who went into a hospital um, and opened fire. Yes, and in New York. In, in New York, in the Bronx. And he injured people and he also killed um, one doctor mm-hmm. and, and, and took his own life. Um. So, uh, the New York Times did a story about this, of course, um, and they the original um, article that they posted, uh, the title was something like, um, I'm trying to see if they have it in here. No, they don't. The original title was something to the effect of, like, Doctor Opens Fire Bronx Hospital Killing a Woman and Wounding Six. Mm-hmm. And... I saw that headline on Twitter and I was like, that's weird because I know from other news, oh, sorry, from other news sources that the woman that he killed Mm -hmm. was a doctor. And yes, so ain't just no average woman. Yeah. (laughs) So if you're going to give the murderer his title of doctor, how about the person he killed? And so it was like really strange. And of course, this is like kind of, you know, it's not the point of the story is and stuff, but it yeah. stuck out to me, you know, because we talk about that and, and. Yeah, it's a strange choice to make. Yeah. So I looked at some of the comments under the tweet that I saw with that headline, mm-hmm. and people were not happy about it. And yeah. they were like, yo, you New York Times, she was a doctor. And mm-hmm. so why are you doing that? And um, they actually defended it. Um, they said that, like, Dr. Kill's doctor would have been repetitive. Um, and yeah. know, that wasn't satisfactory to people. Um, yeah. I also think some people either accused them of, or maybe they even kind of said, like, 
we went for the headline that was the most kind of compelling. Um, like yeah. man, you know, kills doctor and wounds people might be one thing, but like well, doctor and- kills woman and you know like the fact that it would be a doctor doing it so anyway and their rationale for that because i saw like a follow-up thing they wrote was that they thought if it said that a man killed a doctor and wounded people that it could be people would think it was terrorism and not a workplace oh okay violence thing but um but then you just have to say that doctor kills fellow doctor like Mm -hmm. you just have to (laughs) yeah people were definitely giving suggestions in the comments so after this back and forth they um they did change the headline and Mm. now it reads wait doc i don't want to get it wrong (laughs) (laughs) wouldn't that be rich uh doctor opens fire at bronx hospital killing a doctor and wounding six so all they did was change killing a woman to killing a doctor i don't think it sounds that repetitive though or they could have said killing another doctor and yeah. wounding six, but I think that would have been too long. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I just thought it was interesting. Like we talk about like how people, just in the last episode, we talked about people, how they were introduced at conferences and how women. Yeah, specifically women doctors. Yeah, yeah women doctors are not, uh, or female doctors are not introduced with doctor a lot of times. And I mean, even this in is a, a sad, sad story. scenario and, like yeah. this. Can't even can't even get it there. Still happens. Yeah. But that's that. I'm sorry for such a terrible story to kick off our Yeah, that was real sad. Sorry. <laughs> I did think it was kind of interesting though. It was very interesting. Sometimes sad stuff is interesting. Mm. You know? Take for instance your favorite sad tragedy. Titanic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think that's your favorite tragedy. No, it's probably not. <laughs> you love tragedies. I do love tragedies. But um, that was one that I remember learning about when I was really young. Like, I had a kid's book about the Titanic. <laughs> and, like, my mom, I just have this, like, very vivid memory of sitting in my mom's bed. And it was, like, before bedtime. <laughs> And I think she had just, like, made me, like, have my, like, blow dry my hair or whatever, not go to bed with it wet. And so she read wow. me a story. And, and it was about the Titanic. It was, like, not like a kid's book, kid's book. It was, like, and then everybody drowned. Yeah. But there was definitely pictures. Like, it was... Illustrations? I was young. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, after she read it to me, I was, like, sobbing. And my dad came in and they had to like really comfort me. And what my dad said was, I I said, there were so many kids on the boat. And he goes, oh, hi, don't worry. A lot of the children and women got out. It was the men who died and the fathers. I was like, great. That's not better. (laughs) Was that more or less traumatic than when he propped up your dead dog? (laughs) Yeah. He's not very good at comforting. (laughs) Also... Why no wet hair to bed? Um, I don't know. My mom was really against it. Hmm. Do you still do Sickness, that? Sickness, maybe? I don't know. Hmm. Well, I wash my hair in the morning, okay. so typically no. But if I ever do, like if I come home from the beach or something, yeah. like I don't like to go to bed with it wet. Also, because hmm. it like makes my pillow wet. Yeah. All right. Okay. Just wondering. Just letting you know. Just very curious about all of these things in your life. <laughs> 
try to find that book. I don't know. Sounds like a real downer. <laughs> uh, what's the opposite of down? Up. Mm. What's this next segment about? Up talk. What is that? Did I do it? I don't know. No, because that was a question. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, you just did it. Yeah. <laughs> you just did it? I just did it? Yeah. I'm doing up talk. So up talk is when <laughs> people uh, in- change the inflection of their sentence to sound like a question, even if it's not a question. You just did it. Mm-hmm. Trying really hard for you guys to get the point. So this has been a thing for a while. The first time anyone identified it was the 1970s. But it no, did- it was Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Courtney's the worst. She is the worst, yeah. At Uptalk. Isn't she? Oh, yeah. Not She's a, actually being well, a Kardashian. Is she the or best? Or being a human. She um, might be the best. It's like a five, seven way tie for worst. <laughs> <laughs> um, she is also the worst at... Um, What's the other thing that people always make fun of young people for? Vocal fry. Vocal fry. Yeah. Isn't she like the worst of the sisters? Courtney's really bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm really bad at up talk and vocal fry. <laughs> oh my God, Courtney, is that you? Yeah. What's the deal with Scott? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. He's a drunk. I think. I don't know. I don't keep up. <laughs> I don't keep up with the Kardashians. Not with the cuckoos? No. All right, sorry, okay. go ahead. So, identify in the 70s. Mm-hmm. According to the BBC, it did not receive its current name until 1993 when writer James Gorman coined the toim in the New York Times. Probably did talk like that. Speak of the devil column, decrying its rise. Gorman Uh-oh. confessed that he found Uptalk tentative, testing, oversensitive, wimpy. Imagine how it would sound in certain, pardon me, cocksure, authoritative occupations like police work. Could you not put the word cock when you're talking about police work? (laughs) People can do it that don't have cocks. And he wrote, you're under arrest. You have some rights. Like that's how um, a police officer would talk. They did up talk. Um, So I doubt that they would say it in those circumstances. (laughs) Maybe, like, as they're interviewing a uh, suspect, they would be like, mm-hmm. so then you went and murdered her? Well, <laughs> I guess that is a question. You'd be a really good detective. I would be. It's my up talk. Um, I want to be an SVU detective. I guess it's never too late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ever since then, people have been like, yeah, Uptalk's the worst, um, <laughs> and have jumped on the bandwagon. But as writer Nick Douglas recently said in Lifehacker, linguists have another explanation for Uptalk, and that is that it's not a verbal tick, it's a valuable tool of communication. He recently vigorously defended Uptalk because he says... Millennials, a generation of and sometimes raised by uptalkers, are old enough to hold positions of authority. Or maybe, he wrote, it's because in an age of electronic distraction, uptalk is crucial to keeping someone's attention. 
By turning a declaration into a question, it invites a listener to listen actively, to nod or confirm, much like adding you know or right to a sentence. Mm-hmm. It also serves a more basic function of floor holding, preventing interruption by indicating there's more to come. It turns a period into a semicolon. <laughs> I think that's so true. Yeah. I do that a lot. And then sometimes I find that I actually don't have anything else to say. So I am just stopping right in the middle. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's, but I have to keep it's, you don't want somebody to jump in when you're still trying to express yourself. Yeah. Which happens all the time. It does. Uh, so I agree. I don't think I'm, there are occasions when up talks annoying, for instance, Kourtney Kardashian, <laughs> when people use it exclusively. Yeah. And they, it's almost like there's no declarations being made. Yeah. That's very annoying. Um, but I do totally understand what they're talking about of like yeah. holding the floor or also being like, right? Like mm-hmm. not in a, um, am I right? Should I keep going? But in a like, okay, confirm that you understand what I'm saying and then yes. I'm going to keep going without saying, yeah. so does anyone have any questions? Yeah. I sort of hate when I'm in like a presentation or something and people yeah. constantly stop to ask that. I'm like, people will like do that naturally. Yeah. You don't have to. I keep doing the opposite. I think I'm like doing it now. But <laughs> um but people will do it naturally. But I do I I think that with you don't need to say that you it it will happen naturally in your um in the way you talk that sometimes when if you are sort of asking people to buy off on what you're saying or mm-hmm. raise their hand for a question, you yeah, you do the up the up talk. Yeah. I agree. So it says, um, up talking may seem like it's turning every statement into a question, but really it's turning them into demands. I'm not done speaking yet, so keep listening. Ooh. Motherfuckers. Okay. Was that in the article? Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yes, this is from The Cut, which is a New York mag blog written by Carrie Rom. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Well, thanks, Carrie. I agree. That was very interesting. Okay, so um, a lot of people ask me um, if... How did you get so smart? Yes. <laughs> and after I answer them about that, <laughs> I the next question is usually, so do I put commas before two when I end a <laughs> sentence with two? Or is that like... That's the biggest question you get in life. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. I mean, the biggest question is, how did you get so smart? And then the second <laughs> most popular question is this one. Okay. So um, when two is in the middle of a sentence, and it means also, you should set it off with commas. So if I say, like, I too have noticed that up talk is awesome, not awful. Okay. I would put commas around the two in mm. there, T-O-O. So I, Because it's sort comma, of an interruption. Two, comma. Yes. The two stands alone. The two stands alone. And it's sort of an interruption. You're emphasizing it. The fact that you're even putting it in the middle of the sentence means you are emphasizing um, your, your like-mindedness or whatever. Um, but when it's at the end of the sentence, hmm. no comma needed. That is a holdover from your fifth grade oh. grammar teacher who might oh. have been a nun. 
Oh, because I do that, but I didn't even know it was from Miss Kostowitz. <laughs> yes, she is the reason. <laughs> she um, was great. So they think- She was not a nun. Oh, okay. I didn't go to one of those nun schools. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, uh, think about it. If you like had said also, like you wouldn't put a comma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're like, I'm coming also, that yeah. would be really weird. Okay. Yeah. So it's the same thing with two. You don't need to put a comma at the end. And why do I do it? Yeah, every it's like just an old thing. Like it used to be like everyone set off two with mm-hmm. commas, but you really don't need it. It's it's so much more fluid at the end of your sentence. Like, oh, I'll come too. Like mm-hmm. you don't you're not emphasizing it usually and Yeah. So I mean it's not super wrong if you do it, if you like want to emphasize it at the end end of your sentence. But it's usually not really necessary. All right. Fine. So I just like get that question a lot. I actually think we've talked about it on the show before, but I think we have two, but I, I obviously we're not. There you go. Two. Two. Oh, man. So how did you get so smart? <laughs> Lots of tragedy books as a child. <laughs> Here's a tip. <laughs> if you want your children to be smart. Yeah. Get them into tragedy mm-hmm. early, early on. Yeah, can stop with the tragedy books. So I read a lot. Read a lot of books about tragedy. You still can't stop. Yeah, that's true. Her curiosity's been piqued and it'll never be filled. That's a good point. Until she Send me all your sadness. Drowns from an iceberg. <laughs> More likely to drown in this beer. Oh. <laughs> it's less glamorous. <laughs> an iceberg is more glamorous. Yeah, if you had to choose a way to go. Well, I better get get cracking because actually I wouldn't choose by ice going away. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. Better get on it. Get in your rowboat and head to yeah. it. It's, pro- it's going to be me and like a polar bear fighting over an iceberg. <laughs> and the polar bear will be like, I'll never let go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good times. I just threw away my Titanic poster today. That's at my parents' house. What? I know. Was finally. it on the wall still? No. It was finally rolled up in my my non-closet, but you know. Oh, my man. Closet. Wow. And the Romeo and Juliet one. Man. I had two of those, actually. I can't believe you threw them out. I thought for sure you would hang them up <laughs> in your house. I don't know if Anthony would, like, accept that. You can, like, put them in, like, a room. He doesn't go in a lot. Like my bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have two bathrooms, so we're using both. He gets one and I get one. Bougie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Not tragic. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. It was a real pleasure. It really was. Sorry we took you down some tragic paths from yeah. start to end. Maybe next week we'll just do some happy stories. All right, I'll try. But I will probably still talk about the Titanic, so there goes that. (laughs) Stupid Titanic podcast. Part of who I am. (laughs) I don't know why I have that accent. Uh, Anyway, we are on social media, Drunk Word Nerds. And send us some stuff, drunkwordnerds at gmail.com. We haven't had a listener question 
in a couple weeks now. Yeah. What's up, guys? What, do you know everything now? Oh, my gosh. We taught them everything. You think you're a bunch of Lindas? (laughs) Get out of here. You're a bunch of Courtney's. Who's Courtney? Kardashian. Oh, my God. (laughs) She don't know she is. It's Courtney. My ears are sweating. This has been a riveting production.